0: This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode 42 with guest Matt Cook. Any links and resources you hear in this episode can be found at yourkickasslife.com forward slash 42.
1: This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass.
0: And here's your host. The girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Very, very excited to bring you this episode uh, of the Your Kick Ass Life podcast with my friend and colleague Matt Cook. Let me introduce Matt before we jump into the podcast. Matt is a 500 RYT yoga instructor, success coach, and author, and passionate to inspire massive action and embodiment off the yoga mat. Matt's coaching uses movement and deep inquiry to stimulate our best thinking. Since graduating university, he's gained his 500 hour yoga training from Noah Mays in Los Angeles and began coaching clients from all over the world towards optimal living, working out of San Diego, California, my hometown, with Entheos.com. The best part is that his yoga and optimal living clients have done the same, doubling their strength, flexibility, income, and confidence. To upgrade your practice on and off the mat, check out his website and blog for more free resources at creativewarriorliving.com. So without further ado, here is Matt.
2: That's so brilliant.
0: (laughs) All right. Hey there, Ass Kickers. Andrea Owen here of Your Kick Ass Life. You are listening to the Your Kick Ass Life podcast, episode forty two, with my friend Matt Cook. Hey Matt.
2: Hey, what's going on, Andrea?
0: I'm so <laughs> excited to have a boy on my podcast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, gonna- I have to say I'm I feel honored being the Jackie Robinson on um, forty two. <laughs> appreciate that.
0: And you have to talk in a really deep voice the whole time. Face,
2: <laughs> yeah. You don't.
0: Uh, but I always love to to try and mix it up. You know, primarily my guests are women. I know a lot of I know a lot of women. I must. And um, but I'm so glad you're here. And Matt and I met. I am a um, are they called professors over at Entheos? Is that what I call myself? Yes, ma'am. You're okay. a professor, a partner. I'm a professor over at Entheos and um that link will be in the show notes as well if you guys you guys got to go check check that out the academy over there and that's why i met matt and matt was so helpful with all the techie stuff and getting me all set up and i then found out that he's really brilliant and smart and evolved and super knows a lot of things about personal development
2: <laughs> well thank you yeah that's uh, i feel quite honored to to be given that that uh, from uh, this kickass <laughs> coach of Andrew Burr Granted
0: that title. You're welcome. You're welcome. So you have so many things that we could talk about. I mean, I could have you on the podcast like eight times to go over, I mean, just the topics that that you sent me. And you uh, you are kind of like the expert on how to unleash your unconscious mind, which, as we all know in personal development, and if you don't know, you're about to get schooled, that... Awareness is the biggest factor, correct?
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Well, and so I love to work off the premise. Uh, Marcy Scheimoff, she has a book called Happy for No Reason, and she talks a lot about um, us having 60,000 thoughts a day. So according to scientists, we do have 60,000 thoughts a day. And sort of the terrifying part of that stat is that 95% of those thoughts are the same thoughts that we had yesterday.
0: Yeah. That feels like, I, I know I, I read that when you, you were had written that over to me and I was just like, that seems like such wasted space and wasted time.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, that's, and then that's really what it is. It's, it's sort of that our brain is like on a record loop. Right. That's just playing over and over again. So you're right. I mean, awareness is truly um, key to that and being able to slow down and sort of see where some of those blind spots are. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's incredibly exciting.
0: Okay. And, and yeah, and, and my people know I've talked ad nauseum about um, and had people on talking about your thoughts and how to become aware of them and to I, – I personally talk about not so much changing your thoughts because I, I have found that to be extremely difficult in my experience as mm-hmm. do my clients. So I talk about creating something neutral and um, you – I mean, it's kind of kind of switching gears, but I would love for you to talk a little bit about um, you know about it's called reticular activating system. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? And tell <laughs> us about it and how you use it because you say it's your secret sauce to being a boss.
2: <laughs> sure, sure. So for me, I have uh, I've created a personal creed. So it's nothing that like I can put a patent on. It's just purely something for me that I choose to prime my brain. Every single day, there's this little part of our brain called the reticular activating system. And it's a part of our brain that literally filters all of the stimuli. I mean, we get trillions of stimuli throughout the day thrown at us, obviously through commercials, you know, any kind of media, but even um, the beeps on our phones and Facebook updates. And for us, it's just truly, uh, it's, it's the ability to filter through that and find what we're truly looking for. So I love to always tell the Tony Robbins does this thing in his workshops where he says, I want you to look around the room and you can do this right now as you're listening to the podcast, look around your room, look for everything that is green and just take note of it. Everything in your room right now that's green Uh and now close your eyes and then think about everything in the room that's red. And you can't and with your eyes closed, you cannot go back and think about what what was actually red right. because you're priming your brain for green. Um so in the same way I love to do that with my personal creed. So for myself, I every single day um tell myself what um universe uh spirit god means to me, um, but as well as how I'm gonna show up in the world on that day. Um, and so for me, that's been, yeah, I jokingly call that my secret sauce to being a boss, but that's just truly how I plug into, um, the divine within myself, the highest within myself.
0: So like, do you, um, is it like a mantra that you tell yourself in the morning or do you do like, I picture you like seriously getting into like deep meditation where you like set up your whole day. You spend like an hour doing it. Is that true? Is that true, Matt?
2: (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny yeah i literally do about 30 minutes of asana so postures yoga meditation all that kind of stuff and then i do uh, 30 minutes of meditation and i usually listen to uh, binaural beats i don't know if you guys have ever talked about those on the podcast over all oh so it's it's basically just frequencies that you're tuning your brain literally to um slow down your nervous system and your, even your brain waves so um, we could get into that. That's probably a whole other podcast, but it's a lot of fun doing that. And that's just the way that I, uh, kind of dig into meditation. Um, and then from there, when I'm already in sort of a lower brainwave state where it's in a most, in my most hyper creative state is when I then prime my brain with my, uh, with my personal creed, which is sort of mantras. It's just repeated mantras. Um, like one of them would be like, today I will be fearless beneath no one and I do not take criticism from anyone. You know. Um, wow, okay. Yeah. So it's just I don't pos- take
0: no shit from nobody.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also yeah. known as.
2: Also known as, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so that sounds okay, backing up a little bit, the, the Runicular activating system, it's sort of like like when you want a new car and say you like want to buy a Jetta and you see Jettas all over the place. It's the same thing. Okay, so literally as I'm recording this podcast, there's a ladybug outside of my window right now. It's crawling on the screen of my office window. And the other day there was one in my on my countertop and um, I picked it up and I put it in my hand and I was thinking like, oh, maybe this means good luck is coming my way. And I put it outside and I I was really attached to that. I'm like, that would be amazing. Not that I've been experiencing bad luck, but who doesn't want more good luck? And now I keep seeing ladybugs. And there was one earlier. Okay, now the same, I don't know if it's the same (laughs) ladybug, but there's another ladybug on the other window of my office. Swear to God, I'm not joking, you guys. So I may not have noticed the ladybug (laughs) had I not thought that thought a few days ago.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you have primed your brain uh, to see ladybugs. Now, what is interesting is that that first one had to have sort of interrupted your your thought patterns, your unconscious loop that your brain was playing on. So something up about that interrupted your loop, and uh, now you're seeing them everywhere. So yeah, because
0: what had happened was like I had just received some bad news, like literally, like on the phone. And from a family member, and then I got off the phone and was feeling like kind of like in that panic mode for this person, and and they're sitting on the counter was the ladybug. So yes, you're right, it mm. did. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, so here's the thing though. My people, most of my people are busy, busy women. They have kids, and um, you're not a busy woman.
2: <laughs> no, tend not to think that.
0: today. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so what I really would love to talk to you about, and and I know that you are, you know, um, you're a yoga instructor, correct?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You
0: know, and, and obviously have this meditation thing on lockdown. And, you know, and, and I love that you talk about about undirected thinking. So, you know, before I get into asking mm-hmm. you more about meditation, so tell us about undirected thinking because I find this fascinating.
2: Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. That is my favorite thing. And it's, in fact, I actually want to write an article on, uh, you know, how, what Thomas Edison and Paul McCartney know about creativity that you don't. Um, both of them use this, this, uh, premise of basically our brains, uh, when we are focusing and sort of festering on logically reaching a solution to a creative problem that we're having, um, a lot of times, and this is where creative, you know, uh, creative writing block comes from of just pounding away at an idea. And we're coming at it from the exact same perspective over and over and over again and sort of just hitting a, um, literally a wall, sort of a mental wall on it. Um, but when we begin to give ourselves uh, physical uh, and mental space, um, it literally lets our unconscious begin to then filter the question through and sort of percolate on it. And, uh, and what's incredible is it, I, I'm sure a lot of your listeners find that, uh, you know, when you're in the shower or when you're taking a walk, and sometimes I even joke when you're on the toilet mm-hmm. is literally when you have your eureka moments. Those are the moments when your brain is sort of, um, not logically really turned on. It's so much more so in a creative and slower state. So it can start to pick up, um, Brainwave patterns from all across the cortex, so all across your entire brain, it can start to fire new connections and make like new novel ideas and concepts come together.
0: That's it's it's so interesting. You and I have talked a little bit about this before, and um, for a while it's been years. But my my kids used to have those those bathtub crayons yeah that would that are washable and there was a time where i would use those and i would write cuz it was right in the beginning my kids were really little when i first started my business and um i would use those in the shower and i would write things down in the shower cuz i would always forget you know because i had these two little babies so you know mm-hmm. stepping out of the shower everything changes but that's i never really understood why that was i just i mean i kind of figured like oh it's just because i'm not having to do a bunch of a million things but i never really put it together that it's actually, that you're not thinking about, that you're in a place where your mind is quiet, as you put it.
2: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And And that's sort of the premise that I even work with with all of my clients, is I always say... Uh, you know, create spaciousness in your body to create spaciousness in your mind. So as you said, literally just to even have that that physical space away from the problem when you're in the shower or whatever it may be. And then, yeah, there becomes this this sort of mental space that's there um, for all those solutions to just pop up. So it is it is really beautiful. In fact, I mean, even Paul McCartney, what I was going to say about Paul McCartney is that he literally wrote the song yesterday just coming out of sleep. Wow. Uh, so yeah. it's really incredible that as his brain was just starting to wake up and it's still a little foggy is actually when he created one of the like most beautiful Beatles songs of all time.
0: It's so interesting because and I have a couple things to say about that, is that a lot of my best work has come from writing something um either when I'm a little bit tired, like at ten o'clock at night Mm -hmm. Um, when I'm not working, when I don't want to work, but I'm like, it's like, I have to get this, I I have to get this out. I just have to get this piece of writing out or when it's like, when I have 20 minutes and I have to go pick up my kids. And I always thought that that was just pressure, but I think that what it really is, is that I kind of like give up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I let go. I was yep. Like whatever, you know. And then I'm like, ah, this is it. And then I'm like typing furiously, typing furiously. Um. And then I think that you know I love also what you you have to say about, um, not just like quieting the mind, you know, getting into those spaces where where you do have a quiet mind, but moving your body, and that's part of like the spaciousness in your body, correct? Like exercising or going on walks. To, um, I think you say something about, about just um, getting out the energy. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. You can use Earnin for anything you need to, therapy visits, rent, or even extra self-help books. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in noise under podcast. When you sign up, it really helps the show. Noise Under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Oh, hey, everybody.
1: It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also
0: actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and so, and you're you're so right in every single sense, Andrea. So, so it's really interesting. I'm just repeating
0: back to you what you sent me. So,
2: (laughs) I love it. Well, I'm interesting, is what I'm trying to say there. Apparently,
0: (laughs) you're so smart. Reading my work.
2: (laughs) I think what I what I really love about movement and about yoga specifically, but but just movement in general is is that you know we always say mind plus body plus soul, you know, that mind, body, soul thing. But for me, it really is mind plus body equals soul or equals sort of our divinity or highest self because for for me, it seems that movement really is actually stimulating the body. So we're beginning to increase respiration. We're beginning to increase lymphatic flow and in truly like getting our muscles moving really is stimulating um, every single part of the physical body. And then the interesting thing is then when we introduce breath, and this is what I love to do with my clients is then once we introduce breath to movement, uh, we begin to then start to slow down the mind. So it's almost, especially in 2014, 2015, whenever people are listening to this, it's, uh, our, our brains are just running so fast while our bodies are so sluggish, mm-hmm. you know, throughout the day, especially sitting at desks. So through movement, we're, we're slowly able to bring down the mind and bring up the body so that they come to a level playing field. And that's truly when, you know, I love to say our our divinity is expressed. And like you said, Andrea, of you being able to quickly write down, you know, when you have 20 minutes before you have to pick up your kids, it's, it's almost that before that, when that pandemonium hits and all of a sudden that you just give up. Mm-hmm. And there's that moment when just that space is created in your mind um, to have some of your greatest thoughts spill forth.
0: Well, and it's also interesting, and you know, Anyone listening to this who, who, who might maybe you're not an entrepreneur, maybe you're not a writer or an artist. Like, I if you've read my book, you know I wrote I wrote a whole chapter about creativity and how all of us are creative beings, and it and it could look like so many different things. Like, it I I used to think that like creative people were just like artists, like they painted or sculpted or something, and so I wasn't one. (laughs) But that's not true. We are all all creative beings, and I think that so many of us. just don't take the time. It's just a tragedy that we don't have the time to tap into that. And that's Mm. such a huge part of, you know, I I follow the work of Dr. Brene Brown and a lot of my teachings are around it. And, you know, a way to, um, to drop the, the whole comparison trap (laughs) is to cultivate Mm -hmm. creativity. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is that I, I think that no matter who you are and, and what, you do in this world whether you're an entrepreneur or not I think that this is helpful because I think what a lot of this is pointing to this whole conversation that we're having is um, is really slowing down and I know for me personally that that is probably like my top of my top three struggles is that and I know that a lot of the very busy women that that um, listen to this podcast it's the same way so here's my next question mm-hmm. I Um, I've tried very hard to, I mean, I think I I got the self-help thing pretty much on lockdown. Like I don't, I, I have, I'm not perfect at it by any means. My people know that. And I still work to walk my talk every day. But I think that the part where I really struggle with is the, um, is like the tapping into my body part. And, um, it's funny when I was in my coach training, we did a whole curriculum around that. And I was like, nope, not my favorite don't want to do this. <laughs> I was like really clear. Yeah. So, and I, I recently started, uh, it was actually right before we moved, so like in the summertime I started, I made a commitment to start meditating five minutes um, every morning.
2: Hell it was yeah. working pretty
0: well. Mm-hmm. And then we moved and it kind of got shot to shit. But I, I'm really curious, like what you're, <laughs> you're going to left. I want some tips and techniques <laughs> mm. on just how really busy people, like let me just give you a snapshot. And, and cause I know this isn't what your life looks like. And I, it looks like a lot of my listeners lives. Uh, my kids get up at, um, about anywhere between like, well, this morning it was like five 50 in the morning and, um, you know, just early I should say. And it's like, for me to get, like, I would rather sleep than get up really early to meditate. And then if I do get up really early to meditate, I'm like, oh, let me have some coffee first. So then when I – this was my dilemma. So I'm, like, meditating with my coffee next to me. And, like, the whole time I'm thinking, like, is it okay if I, like, I take a sip of coffee, like, during this five minutes of meditation? Because I don't want it to get cold. So yeah. do you see where I need help? Like, I just I, – I feel like I don't know if I'm self-sabotaging. I don't know why I make this so hard. And I have not had success with yoga. And everybody tells me – all the yogis tell me, it's a practice, Andrea. You need to just keep going. And I'm just – I'm digging my heels in. So – yeah. What's your armchair so, psychology on all of that?
2: My armchair psych Well, I am not a psychologist. I know. So I'm <laughs> just a disclaimer, I'm not a neuroscientist. Um, yeah, no, I, I hear everything you're saying, Andrea, and, and you're right. I think all the, a lot of the clients that I work with, I do choose to do yoga with them. But for, for me, um, even just uh, super simple stretching, and in fact, when I went to – Kripalu, which is where I got my um, 200-hour for yoga, the the big focus was on the six movements of the spine. Um, So the the spine can uh, rotate, obviously, when we do twists. Um, It can go laterally, so from side to side. And it can also uh, flex and extend. So sort of you've seen cat cow when you're Uh bending your back. And so for me, it's just starting to get very simple movements. And so even if it is just literally twisting in your chair throughout the day um, and maybe just moving your spine in different ways, um, that does pick up the nervous system. So that actually gives you sort of a little shot of uh, caffeine, I guess, throughout the day. Um, But that also just begins to stimulate blood flow throughout the entire system. So it does start to perk up your brain even a little bit just by doing those really simple movements. Um, And you don't need much space to be doing that. Um, And then just, you know, lastly, on top of that, just taking like a 10 or 15 minute walk at some point during the day. Um, I think we're finding out more and more just how scary the effects of literally sitting Okay. are for our bodies and for our hearts. And once again, whole other podcast and could do like a weekend workshop on that. But yeah, I think just very simple movement um, can be huge not only for, yeah, our bodies, but, but actually the way that we're functioning and our productivity while we're working. So.
0: That's really smart. And I think that <clears> – <throat> and, and I, I think this is true for a lot of my listeners too is that I look at things like meditation and yoga as very black and white. Either you do it or you don't. And you know, or I—I I sh- I take that back. Either you do it really well, or you don't do it at all. And I think that even it's just, just the effort, if nothing else, is is really important. So, yeah. um, I'm committing here on this podcast on episode number 42 to give it another shot. Woo! <laughs> I love to hear it. And I hope you're all with me, you guys. If you're, hey, if you're out there on Instagram or Twitter. Um, I'm Andrea underscore Owen on Twitter. Send me, send me a tweet and tell me that you're in too. We can keep each other accountable that way. And um just a quick reminder any links that you hear here in this podcast, yourkickasslife.com com forward slash four two. And I wanna talk to you about failure. Cause I know you talk about um how screwing up is um important, and I'm a big fan of that too. So let's discuss. Uh-huh.
2: Oh my goodness. I love that. Well, I always, I always loved a joke about the sort of this example of hula hooping. Like if you think about hula hooping, I'm trying to think, you know, when was the last time that I hula hooped, which actually was last week. Um, (laughs) of course it was. Right. Of course. (laughs) And so, but thinking about it, like, does anybody ever be like, does anybody ask like, Hey, um, can I see the instructions? Um, I'm not really quite sure how this thing works. <laughs> it's like, nope, you just start swirling your hips and you just literally become so engrossed in the activity and in succeeding because there's that excitement of like, oh my gosh, it's up. It's staying on my hips. Yeah. You know, and then and then when it falls, it's like cool, picking it back up and going again. Yeah. Um, so that's some of my excitement around it and it's and it's the the play in 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 succeeding. So being able to just literally it being a game. Um is what gets me excited about failure. So
0: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I fail every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah, know what's,
2: you know what's really funny, Andrea? I know um Remette Seti, um, I don't know if you know if any of your people know his mm-hmm. work. I know who he is. Yeah, how to uh, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, I believe. And and he talks a lot about um he actually has a spreadsheet that he's created, and I think it's like every month he needs to document for himself seven or five like massive failures that he had that month
0: wow and it's a is that in just business or his personal life as well
2: i think it's for both i I shouldn't be speaking about this i just heard it and i just think it's the coolest thing of that he actually strives to make failures because he knows that if he's screwing up enough that he's going to get success from that Mm Which I just think is so. Beautiful. I love
0: that, and it's funny. You know, I'm I'm making changes for for 2015. Not big changes, but good little changes for your kickass life. And and one of them is I thought about doing like some kind of like let's because my whole thing is like let's get comfortable practicing imperfection, and it's um mm-hmm. you know something my people struggle with a lot myself as well. And so I was thinking like I want to do something that's like we all like announce our failures. <laughs> I love that, Andrea. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, by the time this airs, I'll probably have a little bit more of a clear picture on it of what it's going to look like. There'll be some hashtag involved, but I'm sure. But yeah, I I love I love the hula hoop example, and it's so I mean, like there are a trillion examples out there. You know, everything from, um, you know, my dog that we throw a piece of popcorn at her in the air and she misses half the time, or you know, even just like a kid <laughs> learning how to walk, and mm-hmm. um, it just it's. Even like I, I mean I watch my kids. That's like really great to to watch children like learn how to do things. Mm-hmm. That my 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 kids are learning, my daughter's learning how to write, my son's learning how to read. They're learning how to tie their shoes. It's just it just we fail. We fail over and over again all day. So it's just it saddens me that we get to a point in our life where we um we feel shame around that and we don't want to talk about our failures when it's like really critical. Like there would be no mm. innovation, there would be no anything without a lot a lot a lot of failure
2: yeah absolutely you know it's really funny our ceo brian johnson at Entheos loves to joke about you know what if we talk to ourselves the way that we do as adults um as children and imagining that if like the very first time we fell over we just said you know what screw this i'm horrible at this i'm never gonna give this a shot you know what i'm just gonna give up on this whole walking thing and just stick with crawling <laughs> like you know <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is that is. Okay. So do you, <laughs> we'd all be like, I when you said that, like I got this visual of people just like, you know, crawling around like snakes with vests on or something funny like that. <laughs> okay. Um I, I love to I want to ask you to talk about one more thing and that's your environment. I just had um I just had another guest on Lori, Lori Harder. She's a fitness enthusiast. And she was talking about um, doing like an, like an, like a cleanse, like an environment cleanse in your personal space and all of that. So tell us, tell us your take on, on how you believe the environment is everything.
2: Yeah, well, so oh, absolutely. And that's incredible what she had to say too. I think for me, uh, environment is so much more, you know, we talk so much about, you know, being green and, and recycling and all that good stuff, but environment truly, it's it's what we were saying about the reticular activating system of, of sort of priming our brain. So the, the stimulus that we're putting in front of our eyes and in front of our consciousness throughout the day literally shapes who we are as human beings. And in fact, I have a friend who um, does a lot of coaching around, uh, just literally the way that we present ourselves to the world even is that we we can literally grow into our environment. Our consciousness can grow into um, what we surround ourselves with, the people that we surround ourselves with, um, as well as just even like you think about your workspace. Like, are there papers everywhere, you know, and, and thinking if I have junk just everywhere around me, um, how much do I truly care and create that place as a priority in my life? You know, and think about the bedroom, you know, is your bedroom conducive to uh, to making love and to sleeping or is it conducive instead to like working and staying up late with computer screens or TVs on, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and what do I really want to tell my consciousness? But more importantly, as we said from the very beginning, my unconscious brain, you know, of what truly is important to me.
0: Yes, yes. So many good nuggets in there. Okay. So in like, I mean, this is like Life Coaching 101, a million years ago, um, (laughs) when I started doing my training, you know, I'm sure you've seen like the Wheel of Life, like the Wheel of Life inventory. Where it's like the wheel and it's broken up into eight parts and each part is like a section of your life. So it's like career, love, money, physical health. Well, one of the pieces of the pie is physical environment. And mm-hmm. it's like I never really thought about it before I saw that, like how important your physical environment was. Um, and it's funny you say that about like your bedroom. Like, you know, I, of course, I live in a house with two small children and it's like you can never – Keep on top, unless you have a full-time maid that's like constantly following <laughs> you and your whole family around, then you just cannot keep on top of of the mess. And the one room in my house that I insist on it not being messy is my bedroom.
2: Boom. I is. cannot
0: like no toys in there. Like I let them bring stuff in, but they bring it out <laughs> when they're done. They don't <laughs> leave it in there. Um, you know, like stuff is picked up, I make my bed um i always have clean towels and clean sheets it's like it's that thing that i and there are no pictures of my children in my bedroom There's mm-hmm. just some, bathroom yes there's some funny pictures of my kids at the beach and stuff but like <laughs> the bedroom is just pictures of me and my husband it's yeah. i've made that decision and i cannot tell you like how good it's been for our marriage like that's our sanctuary <laughs>
2: absolutely absolutely and you're so right it's the pictures even of, of friends that can that can truly it's as, if, it's as if those people are looking in on you being intimate and so when it's just you and your husband and having those pictures of just you and your husband um it's just you guys sharing that time together so yeah that is great
0: yeah i don't want to be getting busy and looking over and seeing pictures of my kids or worse like my parents
2: Yeah, <laughs> no thank as, you
0: they're
2: leaving the bedroom absolutely no. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I I really liked too what you said about um oh gosh I should have written it down but you said something really brilliant about um you you said something like you become subconsciously like the people that you hang out with or something like that oh
2: uh, yes that? absolutely yeah well so Jim Rome who was the the sort of predecessor yes. to Tony Robbins talked a lot about you are the sum of the top five people that you hang out with mm-hmm. so for those of your listeners if you have a piece of paper in front of you or you're iPhone like literally write down who are the top five people that I spend the most time with your key players um, yeah who are they really? oh I love that key players mm-hmm. who are your key players yeah and truly those are the people that are helping to shape even the way that you um, just think about your world you know I love to 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 talk about uh, Martin Seligman's three P's of optimism he talks about you know and this is probably once again a whole other podcast but he talks about you know um, we take everything as either personal or not personal. Um, we see so everything is either permanent or not permanent, and we see everything is either pervasive, meaning that it permeates every single part of our lives, or not. Um, and so, it's just very interesting that the people that we surround ourselves with um, are going to give us and, and start to impress upon our consciousness the way that they see the world.
0: That's so true, and I know this to be true from experience because when I, the day that I you know, did that. I don't know if I, I was really conscious when I did it, when I took inventory of the people that I surrounded myself. But I do remember thinking, you know, I, my, my life fell apart about, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. And I, with the way I did it was I was so caught up in what was happening in my life and that there was this one person that was causing so much pain in my life and I was allowing it. You know, I, I, I kind of came to the realization that I was allowing this to happen. I was obsessing on it. And I was obsessing on this one person. So I got out a piece of paper and I took a Sharpie and I made a list of all the people that were supporting me. Mm. So, and it just like, I looked at that list of people and I taped it up near my my desk and so I could see it. So anytime I was obsessing on this person, like I'd be like, look at that list and look at all the power and love from those people far outweighed this one person that really was not treating me in a loving manner. So that was kind of my way of shifting out of that. And then since then I have really made a conscious effort to surround myself with with like-minded people and spirits. And if you're listening to this and you have no idea where to even begin, guess what? I did a whole podcast on it.
2: <laughs>
0: so we'll put the link in there, How to Manifest Your Tribe. I, I did that podcast with actually with my best friend, Amy Smith. Because a lot of people, like I think that we get to a certain age, and I'm, I'm sure that this is kind of true with men, but I find it very much to be true with women is that we're out of college and we're – um you know, either well into our thirties and forties. And we've reached a point where we don't really have those close female friendships anymore. You know, our really close friends have moved away or whatever has happened. And, and we don't even know where to start. So I would say to answer, just to answer that question really quickly is just start with yourself and like how I always say, <clears throat> how do you want to show up in the world first?
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that, Andrea. Absolutely. Starting within and then letting the all those relationships sort of be imbued with, with how you see the world. Mm-hmm.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. i talked to so many people who have said that, you know, like r- even successful people who make a lot of money. They're like, I just, I tried to surround myself with people that made a lot of money because I wanted to, to <laughs> see how they thought and see how they worked mm-hmm. and see, you know, just all of that. And I'm like, that's really smart. <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> like I just, I imagine that it would be a really uphill battle, to to be successful both personally and professionally if you're hanging out with people that are constantly um, complaining and you know listening to their own inner critic and being a victim and that type of stuff
2: yes oh my goodness i love that your people know about being a victim versus a creator that's
0: incredible Mm -hmm. I love it. It is in my 21 tips and tools um, to live a kick-ass life is to move out of victimhood. And I think it's a chapter in my book too. It's got to be because I talk about it all the time. Yeah. It's just, (laughs) I think that there comes a time where, well, that's when my whole life changed. like I had a throw down with myself and just said, I'm tired of blaming everybody for my circumstances because clearly it wasn't working. I was relying on other people for my happiness is what I was (laughs) doing. And then when it didn't work out, I was blaming them. Nobody ever filled out a job application for my happiness. Can you imagine? (laughs) That's a big and ass you job. Them? yeah <laughs> you're hired to fulfill the duty of andrea's happiness
2: <laughs> and the question is how much would you pay them That's
0: a- i know right and by the way you work for free to do that <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants that job so i don't expect anyone to have it and that was really like when everything changed yeah yeah off topic but important
2: so important
0: yeah well <laughs> tell everyone the links are definitely in your kickass ass your life.com the bit of the forward slash 42 <laughs> but tell everyone where the best place to find you is and to come do yoga with you
2: come do yoga with me well i live in san diego and uh, my actually, hometown san diego currently <laughs> looking uh actually currently looking to uh to jump into a studio, so I'm really excited about that opportunity. But uh, yeah, they can uh, find me at creativewarriorliving.com, uh, Creative Warrior Yoga on Facebook, Matt Cook Yoga on Twitter, uh, Instagram, Creative Warrior Yoga. So yeah, I'm around.
0: Thank you so much for being <laughs> here. And um, yeah, one more time, yourkickasslife.com forward slash forty two, and that's all we have. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I, you know what I love about you? I love that you are like, woo woo without the woo woo. If that makes any sense at all.
2: I love that. I love <laughs> that from a
0: practical standpoint.
2: Yeah. Right. On. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. It's been a pleasure. You're
0: welcome. And I will see you all next time for episode forty three. Until then, I will see you in cyberspace. Bye.